We all wanna be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Awesome. All right. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I am your host and coach, Brittany King, and I have a very special guest joining me today. Bella is the founder and trainer of BeFit, where she helps women glow from the inside out. Oh my gosh, me too. It is the best to connect with like-minded women that have the same mission to help people feel their best. I truly believe when people are feeling their best, they do good in the world because when we feel good, we do good. And that's how we can make a positive impact. So thank you so much, Bella, for being on the show today. How are you? I am amazing. And thank you so much for hosting me today, Brittany. It's been amazing to talk to you and, and feel your energy even from the camera. <laughs> it's, it's like the, the internet is so amazing that we can have these conversations from across the country. Bella is in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm in Phoenix. Just the fact that we can connect in this way is so magical. I just got off a client call and we were talking about the internet and social media and how she was calling it a scary place. And I was like, that's just, I mean, you can believe that if you want, but it's just not true because without the internet, without social media, I wouldn't be able to connect with other like-minded women like you. So I'm just very grateful to be able to have this conversation. So why don't you give a little background on who you are, what you're up to in the world, and then we'll dive in. Awesome. Okay. So I am originally from Brazil. I live in the United States for the past 10 years. I graduated from business management. I played tennis. That's actually how I got here. I got a scholarship to play. Um, and then after I graduated, even though I was in business management, I worked for corporate jobs for five years. I uh, went through a divorce that pretty much was my wake-up call to my potential in what I truly love to do, which it was always being health-related uh, aspects. So I got certified in personal training, nutrition, psychology, life coaching. And now I help people redefine what their true mission is in this life through different healthy habits, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, mm -hmm. so they can build the foundation of a true, happy, and fulfilling lifestyle. Oh, so good. I'm so excited to chat with you because it sounds like you, you always... It always seems like, and this is not the case for everyone, but it's through those dark moments that we see this just glimmer of light. It's not the whole thing, but we we notice that we're not living to our fullest potential and it takes us, it changes the trajectory of our life. So I'm really excited to talk to you about how to make your biggest struggle, your biggest strength, because whether or not you choose to serve people, right. And become a coach and help people feel their best. Like that's not always the path. I think there's just so much power in looking at our challenges as for us versus happening to us. So let's chat about that today. I'm just so curious how you made your biggest struggle getting going through a divorce, how you turned that into your biggest strength. I believe the number one thing that I 
um, advise my my clients to do, but also I had to advise myself to do, is to quit the victim mentality, right? So I say that to say that we tend to always blame, project, and just never take full ownership or accountability on the actions that we took to lead us to where we were, right? So in my case, um, I have literally had to forgive myself for so many things that I have done throughout my life and accept the reality that I had created because in the end of the day, you put yourself in that relationship. You put yourself in that position, in that job, in that experience. Of course, some things are out of our control. However, a lot of things we can manage better. We can set the boundaries. We can create the relationship, be vulnerable, communicate effectively, right? And a lot of times I didn't do that within my family, uh, within my friends, and within my ex-husband. And even with the company that I was working for, I was uh, the typical you know, people pleaser that would always put myself in positions where I was not truly living my best life or fulfilling my dreams. I was really helping other people and forgetting about myself. So whenever I started taking ownership and, you know, I went through panic attacks and like a lot of anxiety. And honestly, I think at some point I was depressed. So realizing that after the divorce, I was like, I don't even like what I'm doing in my job. Wait, I don't even like where like none of this life uh, circumstances that I'm living is actually what I truly intend to do in this lifestyle. So I changed my trajectory when I took full ownership of my life of what I wanted to do. And it actually led me to much more fulfilling experiences. And I help everybody to go from that pain into purpose, like finding more alignment between their actions, what they want and what they say and what they do, right? It's just like finding that alignment will help them will help everybody, including myself, to live in embodiment with what I'm trying to achieve. So mm. I feel like that's what it changed my perspective of life. Mm, so good. I think that just to recognize, you know, when someone is going through a hard time and it's so easy to wear the lens of the victim, that it's happening to you, how do you walk someone through getting out of that place of victim mentality, because I find that when you're in a place of victim, it's always the number one indicator is blame and blame feels justified. Like we can really convince ourselves. So how do you walk someone out of that place of blame and victimhood? The first step is self-awareness. Um, is realizing what you're telling. What is what is the story that you're telling, right? So let's say I'm going to give a few examples so we can illustrate what I'm talking about. First, food. Let's say food. It's a very easy topic as, you know, somebody that thinks about health. If I say, oh, I eat a certain way because my parents ate a certain way, you're already putting yourself as somebody that is just repeating habits or patterns because that's what your parents did. You're not like, okay, well, this is not healthy. How can I change it, right? So for example, my parents, I love them to death, but they smoke and they drink a lot. So I could just simply say, oh, my parents drink and smoke, so therefore I'm going to drink and smoke. That would be a very easy path, right? Because I've seen that and I could replicate that. But instead I choose, no, I'm stopping this right here now. 
right? And, and the same happens to some of the patterns that we continue to repeat because we look after our parents or people that are around us. And we look for affirmations on, oh, what is the belief that I have? Is it based on me or is it based on somebody else? So identifying those things that you are currently doing that you need to break through in order to elevate yourself to be somebody more capable in achieving what you truly want to achieve. And that takes a lot of courage. That's why a lot of people don't do it because taking the full accountability to look yourself in the mirror and recognize some of the things that you have been doing. Wow, I've been doing this my whole life and it's not really in alignment with what makes me happy. Like even sometimes going out or dressing a certain way or whatever that is, like small things that you're like, this is not really me. I'm just trying to fill a gap because it's easier to be that way. And I was always told to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. So the closer to your truth you are, the more authentic you are, you actually find more happiness. You find more love. And that's the core of self-love. And I, I, I love the aspect of self-love because, uh, yes, you can create change through pain. But the real sustainable change is going to only be built through self-love. Mm -hmm. right because the pain is going to only get you so far you don't want to be inflicting yourself pain throughout your whole life oh. but self-love is always going to be something you can nourish and you can like plant little seeds of self-love in your heart every single day and it's going to bring you much better results in the long in the long run so do you exercise because oh i want to get skinny or do you exercise because well i want to take care of my well-being mm -hmm. i want to live longer i want to be more you know, uh, acquire more habits that will help me feel more energized. Mm -hmm. So see how the difference is in how you approach life from pain rather than self-love. So mm -hmm. you can also shift. Pain is going to initiate. Self-love is going to sustain. Mm -hmm. So you can navigate life through that way. Mm, I love, I love that idea of turning pain into purpose because that's what initiates it, right? That's when you're like, the pain of staying the same can't outweigh the pain of changing, but then in order to sustain that change, self-love is the way to sustain and maintain. Cause I think that's why so many people fall back into old patterns is because they don't have the capacity to feel good. They're so used to not feeling good that it's just more comfortable and familiar to go back to that old state of being, even if it's not aligned with who they want to be. So, you know, self-awareness is that first step to change. And I'm curious how you approach it with your clients because there's the self-awareness and that's the first part, but how do you take that self-awareness and really start to integrate it into embodiment? Yes, it's all in your subconscious. So you start collecting a lot of information in your mind. It's like a computer. You got to clean, clear your database. You know, and a lot of times that takes, um, again, courage, that takes determination and that takes the willingness to make your belief uh, in yourself bigger than, in, you know, what your old patterns are. Um, the, the key to change is to not focus on the big picture, because a lot of people say, I'm going to be happy when I achieve this. Well, mm -hmm. you got to be happy in the process of achieving it because if you don't fall in love with the journey of getting there along the way you're gonna fall off is exactly what you said 
Because I say, if I wake up every morning and I'm like, wow, if I meditate, if I exercise, if I eat better, throughout the day, my day is going to be so much more fulfilling and nourishing that my hormone levels are going to be happier. You know, like you can actually liberate a lot of the happy chemicals in your blood Mm -hmm. stream if you actually eat better, if you exercise, if you do all those things. And at the end of the day, I'm going to feel so much better than if I don't focus on you know, on the long-term goal. If you are in the long-term goal or if you are focused more on the matter, let's say if you start a healthy challenge because you want to lose 10 pounds, that's not going to keep you in that process for the long run because when you lose the 10 pounds, you're going to go back to your patterns. So you're going to make the change because your lifestyle needs to change. Mm -hmm. The habits that you have been acquiring are not leading you to sustain the results that you're trying to achieve. So you got to change for something bigger than those 10 pounds. You see mm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's the same with like uh, a job. If you are in a sales position, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I have a quota of achieving this many sales per month. Well, if you just focus on the quota per month, next month, another quota is going to come. It's going to be bigger and higher. And you're going to get more stressed because now you have to achieve bigger things. So fall in love with the process of like every day, talking to people, communicating, doing what your job is meant for. So that way you actually are in the process of getting there with more ease and uh, really being intentional about the actions that you take every day. So I'll say that the second step, again, like, you know, the self-awareness is important, but the willpower to fall in love with the intentions behind your actions in that process Mm. will lead you to the outcomes that you want, but also for you to enjoy the, the journey there. Yeah, I, I love that because it really, I believe that how you do anything is how you do everything. And when you fall in love with the process, no matter how challenging it is, like the point is finding, making the process enjoyable, even when it's not enjoyable, like tricking yourself into it is so important. I love that example of the sales calls. Like if you are only focused on the outcome, and you're not focusing on the process, you're going to repeat that and put more pressure and stress on yourself the next month when you have a new quota and a new goal or target to meet. So, you know, in theory, this makes sense. Someone that's listening, that's like, yes, this makes sense, but why is it so hard to do on your own? Because sometimes we lack the structure or the game plan, right? Like uh, if you have a structure and a game plan to follow, like if I tell you, okay, this is what you should be eating. This is the, the system, the process, the structure. You need the method, the mindset, and the motivation to make things happen. So if you're lacking one of them, it's going to be hard for you to sustain those results in the long run. So that's why a lot of times people prefer to hire a coach because they're going to have the method, the mindset, and the motivation to keep you going in that journey, right? Uh, I personally have a coach. <laughs> like I am a coach, but I have a coach. Because I believe that if I don't have a business coach, for example, how can I sustain the results that I want, knowing that I might be lacking some aspects of my business that I cannot do it all by myself. Mm-hmm. When you have the recognition to be humble and admit that you do have flaws, that you're not going to be exactly perfect in everything that you do, you have the capability to say, okay, well, maybe I need to take a step back and be like, okay, I do have some flaws. I am not perfect in everything. And there's somebody better or ahead of me in some aspects of my life that I can leverage and be inspired by their actions. Right. Mm. And so in that process, I personally think that 
people normally hire coaches or, you know, therapists or what kind of professional you're looking for to fill the gap that you're looking, it's because they have something, some tools that you, that you don't have mm-hmm. and it's okay, you know? Mm-hmm. So in my, in my opinion, I believe a coach should always be hired if you're looking to get to the next level in your life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you cannot be self. We're not self sufficient. We're not like we can. We can help each other, but if you want to get to the next level, you got to find somebody that is ahead of. Yeah, yeah, I I believe that too. How we're just not meant to do things alone, and when we get that support, or we we get support, and where 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 we have a gap, that's what helps us propel us forward. I think one of. I mean, being able to recognize where the gap is and asking for help takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage. So I'm curious for you because you went through a really big struggle and then you got to the other side and it became your strength and you built confidence. How did, what did you do to build up the courage to ask for help? I felt helpless, you know, like I, I got out of my relationship. I did not have a support system. But also, you know, I read so many books, I listened to so many podcasts, and that actually gave me the tools and resources to build a baseline. But the next step, I was like, I need to go deeper, I need to go, you know, higher. So for that, I want to have, I want to be in a community, I want to hear from people that are ahead of me, that they achieve something bigger than me, because if I get there, I'm going to be much happier. And I saw that as an investment on my personal growth. Mm. So when when people come, you know, and say, oh, what is the cost of your program? I was like, I, this is an investment. If you see it as a cost, it's not reality because this is not a sunk cost. You're going to use this information mm. as your intellectual, intellectual property forever. Mm. You're going to go through self-realizations that you wouldn't be able to do it by yourself. You can read as many books, but you're going to interpret exactly how you want to interpret. Uh But if I come to you and ask you very deep questions, they're going to trigger you. That's when the shift to start, like like the little doors, the aha moments that, Uh you know, that you unlock potentials that you wouldn't be able to on your own. If you don't, if you know what I'm saying. So Uh in my, in my understanding of coaching um, is that, we can get much higher. We can achieve much more if we are interconnected by understanding we're not self-sufficient, but we can leverage each other's strengths and weaknesses to evolve as humankind. Mm, so good. I couldn't agree more. I think one of the powers of getting through the challenge is having someone at point out things that you don't see. It's impossible. We view the world through this reality. And when someone comes in and and just shows us that it's not actually the reality, it's just what we're believing about what's happening or our thoughts about it. That's when everything changes. And that's when those breakthroughs happen. And that's how you shift to the next level. So I think it's so powerful when you go through that own transformation yourself, you see, you experience the power, and then you don't look at it as a cost anymore. It's truly an investment in your future self. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. I mean, human beings are meant to grow and evolve. So when we're going through a struggle and someone is having a hard time seeing it as for them, seeing it as their opportunity to build strength, to build confidence, 
How do you walk them through that? I like to activate people's critical thinking. Um, and I don't believe in motivation. I believe in self-realization. Mm. So it's a difference to say, hey, Brittany, you can do it. Come on, do it. You know, and, and like, Brittany, I'm going to ask you some questions. They're going to really trigger you. They're not going to make you maybe love me, but I, no, want, I, feel to, I want you to grow. <laughs> I want you to grow. I want you to develop. And mm. sometimes the easy questions are not going to, you know, are not going to give you the effect that you need in that, in that level. Mm. So I, I, pref I personally prefer to instigate people to think beyond what they're regular minds would think you know what i'm saying um because we have so many layers that they need to be unfolding mm -hmm. as we keep growing we cannot grow in the same layer mm. um and that's why i say we we need to get deeper to transform right you you cannot just be in a shallow and just expect to be healed and transform and manifest the life of your dreams you gotta go deep you gotta start healing some some wounds that might be uh, untapped because uh, again, they can be scary to, to see, you know, like you got to see the dark before you see the light. Mm, so true. I love that. I, I, it's so fascinating. And I tell my clients this all the time too. I'm like, there's going to be moments where you don't like me and that's okay. I will always, <laughs> I will love you through that time. I will hold the space for you, but you will feel resistant to it. And that's just a natural thing because your brain doesn't want to change. And so coaching, and I don't know if you've had this experience before, is kind of like a ball of yarn and you just kind of, you start untangling one knot and then another one, and then slowly it unravels. And in the beginning, it feels not great. And then over time, sometimes it just takes a little bit more for it to see the light and to feel that relief from it. So yeah, it's so it's, I think there's a misconception with coaching that it's like rah, rah and cheerleading and you're going to feel good. And just all this motivation and inspiration. And it's really not like that. I mean, coaching is really to help you see what you can't see. And the reason why we can't see it is because we're blocking it because we don't want to go there. And I think that is ultimately why coaching is so powerful, right? Because when you have someone to hold your hand and walk you through the darkness, then you can really get to the light and evolve to that next version of yourself. Ooh. Yes. So good. So good. So when I started coaching, I started as a health coach and evolved into life coaching. But I, one of the things that I really loved to, to see was the reflection of how we treated our body. The food on our plate often reflected how we felt in our internal world. So how does that, how does that play into what you do with your clients? You know, having a healthy relationship with food and how nourishing your body ultimately nourishes your internal world well i do believe that we are what we eat you know it uh, the food that we eat is definitely a reflection of us um i say that everything that is around you the food that you eat the information that you consume the people that you surround yourself with um you know really every aspect of your life have a determining point on who you become and who you are mm -hmm. so if you want to have a very healthy lifestyle, you've got to remember that your gut is pretty much your first brain, or studies have shown, that your serotonin levels, right? Like your happy hormone, it's produced in your gut. So meaning that 
if you continue to eat unhealthy foods, processed foods, uh, lots of sugar and alcohol and things that are damaging your gut, um, that's not going to contribute to your happiness. That's not going to contribute to your overall well-being. Mm. You got to remember that every single cell of your body needs oxygen, water, and nutrients. Mm -hmm. Those are the baselines of every single human being. And that's why we're here for. However, as we can see, like, you know, marketing companies and, and even the government is motivating us to continue to eat unhealthy foods to keep us in, not in alignment with who we want to become, but also not even activating our neurocortex, which is the conscious mind where we make better decisions. When we activate the inner power that we have to be our own heroes, like going back to the victim versus hero mentality, they always have an impact in, in everything that we do. So if you want to be happy and conscious about your life, you've got to ch change your eating habits, mm -hmm. eating more fruits and vegetables, grains, lean meat or protein, right? So depending on your lifestyle or whatever you choose to do. But in any case, you know, if people go keto or paleo or vegan or whatever that is, the baseline is always going to be the same. It's like nutrients. It's like mm -hmm. foods that are nourishing to your body. They're not automatically modified, you know, and, and that's how you should be eating. That's it. You don't need to overcomplicate. There's no secret formula. You know, it's just very baseline. And if you just go through that process every single day, like how can I find more foods that are in alignment with my body needs? And how can I eat more intuitively? If I'm hungry, grab something to eat. Your body is requesting food from you. Intuition will always lead you to the best results of your body. Now, you got to also understand when you're emotionally, um, you know, struggling or unstable, you might feel hungry, but it might be some hormones that are not very regulated in your bloodstream hmm. that you also need to understand. You know, leptin, for example, if your lack of sleep might be affecting on how you want to eat more often, your cortisol levels might want to affect also the way that you want to eat. So if you are in a very balanced state, that's when your body will tell you exactly when you should be eating, when you're not be eating. Um, and you can regulate that through water. Like a lot of times we are just thirsty, you know. Uh, we, we can also have a water bottle close to us at all yeah. times. Um, so that go, I'll, I'll go back to say, sorry, I went to like a whole entire story here. But I'll back to say that, yes, your gut health will determine the quality of your life 100%. What mm -hmm. you put in your plate will determine the quality of your life. I mean, everything that you just said, and it's like, it's so funny. I think water and sleep will solve 90% of the problems that we have. <laughs> Absolutely. Times it's like, are you getting enough sleep? No. Are you drinking water? No. It's like, let's start there and just notice <laughs> how things shift for you. But I think, you know, to your point, it's a lot of that is a symptom, like what's on your plate, what you're putting in your body. If you're having, if you're eating a lot of processed foods, a lot of foods that aren't nourishing, it's because you're trying to shove down how you're feeling. So it's one of those first indicators. It's like, Hey, pay attention. And if you don't pay attention to that, your body's going to make you pay attention later on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, being able to walk someone through this, right? Going from their biggest struggle and turning it into their biggest flex, their biggest strength. You know, it sounds easy in theory, but the, or simple in theory, but the process can be 
uncomfortable. So if someone is ready to make that shift, like they're really at that breaking point where the pain has woke them up, they want to do something about it, and they're aware of where the problem is, what is the simplest next step that they can take to move them into pain, into purpose? Yes, I love this question. <laughs> so I'm going to navigate through two different frameworks that I like to work with. So first, you got to mentally change. Mentally change, meaning you are willing and believing you can change. That's the first step. Physically, you got to be physically able to understand you need that change too. Because if your mind is there, but your body is not, it's not going to work either. <laughs> you got to transition there. And then emotionally change. That's the third step. Which, yes, you can feel, you can change your mind and body, but if your emotions are not in alignment with also understanding your emotional intelligence is going to shift your capabilities to keep going in that trajectory. Because even if you go with your mind and body, at some point you're going to hit a, a point and you're like, okay, well, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, then you're going to be emotionally evolving. And then the, the fourth step is spiritually evolving, right? So it's just like some people go through the, that journey. Um, but I always say heal, connect, and glow. That's pretty much the framework that I'm working on a mastermind. Actually, we're going to start in September, which in the healing process, you are able to forgive, accept, love yourself from the depths of who you are. The connecting phase is when you find more congruence and alignment between what you say and what you do. And the third phase is glowing, where you find the confidence, right? You, you start creating the abundance and really manifesting the life of your dreams, but you cannot manifest and have the confidence if, without addressing the underlying issues that started the whole entire you know, problem in the, in, the, in the overall spectrum. It's like if you say, oh, I have a you know, uh, root canal and then I'm trying to just cover up with something on top. Like, no, you got to go and dive deep mm-hmm. and take all that out. So it's the same thing with your subconscious. You gotta dive deep into the root cause of all the problems they are bottling up somehow, right? Is it their escape mechanism through could be food or alcohol or drugs or just overall medication sometimes or shopping or whatever that is that is causing you to trigger in different levels. We gotta address that. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's why I always say that you gotta go through the phases. Mm-hmm. There's no way to skip one phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it can be scary. However, it's the most rewarding process you're ever going to go through in your life. Mm-hmm. So amazing. I feel we have so much synchronicities in the work that we're doing. And I think that's what's so beautiful about this is, you know, the what you have to do is truly simple. It's it is being able to walk through it with someone because there's always so much fear and belief that you're capable of doing it. That's the number one thing that I, that people run into is they want to change. They see the process, they learn the framework, but they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe that they can change. So what do you have to say to the people that want to change and they see and they understand the the process to making the change, but don't believe that they're capable of doing it? Yes, that's a very deep question. You know, um, I I like to say that the belief is always understanding how much your worth is. Mm. 
we all have the same exact worth since we are born until we die. However, a lot of times we neglect our worth because we're told that we're not worthy. Or we believe we're not worthy because people tell us something and we shift our perspective of what was said in the beginning. So identifying your worthiness could be a very good step forward. Just understanding, wow, I am worthy of everything that I want. I'm worthy. I deserve this, you know, and I always say positive affirmations are great, but without the belief system behind the affirmations, nothing is going to work, mm-hmm. right? So it's like really diving deep into like what your worthy is, what you're, what you're worth of. Ask your family members, ask people that are around you, like, what do you like about me? You know, sometimes we'd never ask that, those very simple questions, like what is positive about me? Why am I always focusing on the negative? Mm-hmm. If I have so much to bring to the table, if people want to be around me, it has to be a reason behind it, right? Like, uh, or maybe if I if I don't have as many people around me, is am I am I pushing them away, or am I neglecting something about me that I should be addressing? You have to start journaling and mm-hmm. creating space in your mind to navigate through your own self, um, and finding that worthiness is going to help you create the belief system that you know. You deserve something much bigger than what you think you do. Mm-hmm. So good. It does it starts with so much of the underlying problems is that not feeling worthy of the the life that we want, the success that we want, the life that even when we have the when we have it, we still don't feel worthy. So being able to start there is so important. Oh, this is so good. Okay. So is there anything else that we we haven't said that you want to say before we wrap up? Uh, Nope. I think that's perfectly fine. And I I love this time that we spent together. I love this conversation and uh, very honored to be here. Oh, so good. Okay. So where can people find you? I know you said that you have a giveaway that you're doing. Give me the down low. Yes. I'm giving uh, the opportunity for anybody to schedule a coffee chat with me so we can address, you know, some of those underlying uh, situations, maybe talk about your worthiness. I can help you navigate through that belief system that we can create for you. Uh, So anybody that is listening right now, they can go on my page on Instagram, Bfit by Bella with one L um, and just look me up, schedule a coffee chat. And I would love to talk to you and help you navigate the waters of the unknown. Mm, I love that. The waters of the unknown. So good. I will make sure that I link um, your Instagram and your website in the show notes so people can access you. Um, Okay. So one of the last questions that I have, and I asked this to almost all of my guests, because the way I started my podcast was based off of my strengths. And it's funny that you say, ask the people in your life, you know, what do you, like, what do you value about me? What do you see that I don't see? I actually did that. When I was starting my business, I asked a bunch of close friends what my superpowers were. I just wanted to know how they saw me. And literally every person said positivity. And I never saw positivity as a strength. I thought it was just what you did. And it blew my mind. (laughs) And then I thought about it and I started to pay attention. I was like, that is a strength. I'm able to take really shitty situations and circumstances and find the light, even if it's a tiny little speck. So that's my superpower. And that's how this podcast started. So I'm always so curious about my guests 
superpower. So if I was to interview your friends and family and ask them what your superpower was or is, what would they say? I believe compassion. I'm very compassionate. Mm. Um, I'm able to forgive, accept, and just really understand anyone. Mm. Maybe it's because I'm a Pisces. I'm not sure (laughs) that has to do with that. But also because I'm extremely emotional. So I'm able to see people through their emotions, what they're feeling, if they're sad, if they're unhappy. And I can navigate them through, you know, finding that positivity that, you know, you have so naturally a lot of people don't. So Mm -hmm. it's very cool to see the capabilities that people have when they actually love themselves. Yeah. Oh, I can, I, it doesn't surprise me. I can tell just in this conversation how compassionate you are and how you're so rooted in self-love. And it can yes, tell that has been your journey. And I can just, I can, I can feel that I can sense that. And I think that's what makes amazing coaches is being able to be compassionate and hold space for people exactly as they are without them having to change. But also that level of compassion and acceptance for others comes from the acceptance of yourself. So mm-hmm. you can just tell that you are a product of that. So so wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank thank you so much again for your time. This was a pleasure. So much fun chatting with you. Thank you so much for doing this work. Our world needs it more than ever. So I'm just so appreciative of other coaches in this space, doing the work, helping people feel better from the inside out. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, again, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. And I wish everybody that is listening to just give yourself, you know, all the gracefulness and to find more peace, love and transparency from within. Oh, those are my favorite kind of conversations. I just love connecting with like-minded women and coaches that have the same mission and purpose as I do. There's an abundance of people in this world that need our support. And I'm just so grateful to have the space to be able to have these conversations. If you haven't heard, my friend, the doors to activate are officially closed, but that does not mean that they're closed forever. So if you were on the fence and you didn't sign up for this round, have no fear. There will be another opportunity to join. So make sure that you get on the wait list. So you are the first to know when activate group coaching doors open again. I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode, for investing in your future self by showing up and being present for yourself right now. I just want you to know how important that is. And the fact that you take the time and the space to do that shows that you are ready to change. All right, my friend, until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it. Until next time.